Hi, I'm Carmen, one-third of The Morning Cruise. Chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a listener to The Morning Cruise on the Joy FM. Welcome to my second episode of Off Air with Carmen. This week's guest is Brooke Lidgertwood of Hillsong Worship. You've heard her sing songs like What a Beautiful Name, Who You Say I Am, and many, many others. As a matter of fact, the song that you hear right now is King of Kings. It's Hillsong's current single and my current favorite. All right, pulling back the curtain just a little bit. Y'all, I was super nervous about recording this podcast. I'd never met Brooke before the day we recorded it. She'd been on our morning show earlier that day, and then we came into my office. We talked all through Hillsong's music on the morning show, so I wanted to start with a personal story and something we'd not yet talked about. One tip for the future. I now know not to do a morning show with a guest and then have them on my podcast. It's hard to have the same conversation twice, and I feel like they're thinking, wait, you just asked me about that 10 minutes ago. But like I say, that's pretty much how I do life. I jump in and then figure it out as I go. Still, you're going to hear another side to Brooke. Towards the end, she talks about one of her favorite books. Of course, I ordered it. And Brooke is right. It really is a mess read for everyone. Here's my conversation with Brooke. All right. Well, I am new to this podcast thing, as I've told you. But when you hear that Brooke Lidgertwood is going to be at your station, you're like, okay, now is the time. So thank you so much for being here. We're actually sitting in my office. It's a beautiful uh, office. Oh, thank you. We did the show this morning. And um, I think one of the first places, because I want to talk about some girly stuff. Yeah. But the story that you told, I just want to make sure that we have it documented <laughs> to post on the website. Just tell us about your little girls and your recent trip to the yes. urgent care. Yeah, we are we are frequent flyers at urgent care. <laughs> I wish they had like points where I had yeah. cards where I could have points to accumulate. Um, but my our little, we have a two-year-old. She just turned two, so she's the baby. And um, she has this thing lately where she loves putting things up her nose. And we, you know, she doesn't really understand what she's doing. So it's really hard to to discipline her because she doesn't get it and we talk to her about it we you know she says she understands and then she does it again so um the first time that it happened though was about a month ago and um and I just she had kind of this smell coming out of her face and I was like what is happening <laughs> and then um one of our babysitters said oh I just pulled some play-doh out of her nose the other day and I thought oh there must be some play-doh stuck there turns out it wasn't but anyway I was like okay I'll take her to the urgent care see if we can figure out what's going on so I took her to urgent care and the doctor had a look and said yeah there's definitely something up there but we can't get it you have to take her to the specialist to the ENT and she was like but before you do that it's worth just trying the blow trick and so she said I'm gonna have you block Rooney's like good the clear nostril Uh and then cover her mouth with your mouth and blow as hard as you can (laughs) and so I was like okay let's let's try this so I did as she said but as I blew, all that happened was that all this from her nasal cavity just sprayed all over my face like a fire hydrant of foul-smelling goop. And the doctor was like, oh, guess that didn't work. Sorry. And I'm just wiping this acrid bodily fluid um, yeah, off my face. Welcome it was, to it was, it was a, a mom moment, that's for sure. Yeah. So she was pushing stuff up in her nose. And clearly it wasn't hurting. because No, it, I know. Yeah, it was like, it, so it ended up there. being that it was Mickey Mouse's brains. She had a little Mickey toy in her crib and there was a little hole in the back of his head and she was pulling it out and I guess it's like you know it's it's spongy so she would push it up with her fingers and then (laughs) sniff it all the way back it was wow yeah talk about being a mother because I have two daughters they're older a little bit older than yours (laughs) but there's just nothing better being the mom of two girls it's almost like 
I say this might sound weird, but it's almost like I had my best friends. Yes. You know, yes. You, you get it. I just did a post about my girls the other day, actually. And I said, and the, I think the caption was, when your best friends are best friends, because they adore each other. Yeah. And like, I feel like just having two like really close together it was accidental but it was like but it's like the great now that we've survived like the first couple of years yeah it's been just the sweetest greatest gift and I always thought I would be a boy mom Mm because I grew up with boys Mm -hmm. but I could not imagine um I could I couldn't even imagine having girls has just been like Christmas for my heart every day same oh that's a good way to say it (laughs) same same and I and I I I thought when I was when I had younger ones, it's like, oh, I can't ever imagine them not being this age. Yeah. But now that I have adult daughters and just having mall days or yeah. having, uh, you know, going to Passion together, yeah. Passion, yeah, which yeah. I mean, our friends, mm-hmm. the Giglios, were mutual friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I've loved every age, and that's I so, so enjoy them as adult daughters. Yeah, that's um, so cool. Speaking of Passion, I will bring this up. <clears throat> I, probably one of the first times I saw you live was mm-hmm. at Passion right. many, many years ago. Wow. And I think that was probably the first time. That I'm gonna, We're going to sound old here, or I will, but I think that's when <laughs> smartphones were just really starting. I mean, iPhones have been out, but smartphones. I feel so old when we start talking yeah, about this stuff. Yeah, I know. I still remember before phones. Before phones. Like dialing numbers and remembering my friend's phone numbers and that we had know, like five numbers in them. Yeah. And we know nobody's numbers yeah, yeah. now, not even my own family. <laughs> But I can remember you being on stage, and I think you guys were doing one of the late nights. Yeah. Um, and I remember you talking to the kids, and you I think you made the statement, because it stayed with me all these years later. Yeah. And you said, I think sometimes we are so concerned on capturing the moment mm. instead of living the moment. Yeah. And that just was so profound, because, again, smartphones were kind of a new thing yeah and i mean now they're they're an appendage yes um but how do you how do you navigate that as far as screen time and trying to capture the moment because our kids are cute and we yeah. do want to capture yeah. everything but how do you kind of balance that i know that's true because they are the cutest things and i just want to capture every everything single thing they do. yeah so i will admit even if we're at like i'll at least have my phone in pocket so, so yeah. i can try and capture yes. it because it is going so fast mm. and um and they are so sweet. But yeah, I try to, I mean, in terms of the kids with screen time, where they ha- they hardly have any, they'll have like some TV, sure. but in temp- we, they don't have, they only get to have iPads when we travel, when we're on planes. Okay. So, so that's, that's like a, a huge time. treat for them. Yeah. And they are like, and kind of we get, let them go nuts with it because they don't ever get to have it in everyday life. Yeah, so, that's yeah. good. That's good. Oh, I want to talk about some girly things for just a couple of mm-hmm. minutes. So I posted on Insta story that you were going to be here and then I was going to be talking with you. And I said, what kind of things, you know, should I ask her? And of course, there was a lot of the spiritual stuff and mm-hmm. worship leading and that kind of thing. But the one of the, the top two questions that I got was... <laughs> And it's so funny because I actually had already written these down. The first one was, where does she shop? Mm-hmm. Ask her where she shops. And so tell everyone, this yeah. is, this is. Yeah, uh, this is rented. The, your jumpsuit, I looked at you at, during the show today yeah. and I said, is this anthropology? You're like, no, it's rented. So yeah. rent the runway. Yeah, rent tell the runway. us women what we need to do, <laughs> what we need to know. I feel like they should give me a discount after. I'm they should. About. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like a, it's a membership and I play, I pay a flat fee every month and I can have any four items and I. It's like free shipping, returns, cleaning, all that kind of stuff. So it's and, a fee and four items. Yeah. Okay. And then it's just fun because you get to like experiment with things. It's like I can have a $600 coat that's kind of crazy, mm-hmm. but I don't really want to spend $600 on that coat. So, but I get to wear it for a week and send it back. That's yeah. really fun. Like yeah. this, I'll probably send it back and never wear it again. I but I don't it. have to think about it. Yeah, that's, that's so yeah. great. And then the second thing I was going to ask you, because I was looking at your Instagram over the weekend and I just thought you had the prettiest lipstick. <laughs> 
And then this was such a Christy Knuckles thing <laughs> that he said, I had Christy Knuckles on the show years ago. And, you know, Christy oh has, gosh. there's nobody that has better like, hair stunning than Christy Knuckles. And so I asked her on the show, I said, so tell me your hair routine. Like, how do you do your hair? She's like, I wash it. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh, I know. So earlier... Fair. I was going to ask you what kind of lipstick you wore, and your answer was yeah, comics. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you anyway, you have very pretty, well, very pretty lips. Is that weird for one woman to say that to another? That. You're, you're, you're beautiful. <laughs> you. I do want to talk about uh, just women in general, mm. um, and just where we are in culture, because I think right now in culture we're living in times where, on the one hand, you've got the Me Too movement. And on the other hand, you've got movies like Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. And I think it can be a very confusing time. And just as a woman who loves Jesus and has has your identity is in him and mm. in him alone, just speak into that, mm. what you would say to women. Because I think right theology mm. just really is at the core of who, who we are yeah. and what our life is built on. Do you have yeah. thoughts about that? I mean, I I love being a woman. I love being a mother to women. Um, I remember um, I, I get really annoyed when people ask me um, if I'm going to try again for a boy. Mm. I just want to say, my girls are worth a thousand of your boys. Yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah. I just, you know, I, and I remember when um, we, we had our, our two girls and I was praying about whether, you know, we were supposed to have more or not. And I felt like the Lord said to me, it's your choice. Mm. But if you choose to, um, if you choose to just to have the two, I will, I'll multiply the impact mm. of their lives as if you had many children. Wow. And um, and I feel like whether I feel like whether we're men or women, mm-hmm. um, that we have a we have roles in the kingdom, right. and um, the Lord didn't create both genders um, to sideline one of them, to sideline half the population, but but for us to build the kingdom of God and the church on the earth, all of us have to get involved, mm-hmm. and um, and I think um, I think we as women have a unique contribution to make to that. Uh, and a really vital contribution. And if we're not stepping up and stepping forward, um, and not in a um, not in a prideful way, mm-hmm. not in an angry way, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, I remember when there was the Grammys. Um, I can't even remember what that was. Maybe it was last year. I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. Um, but they there was the whole. Um, the Me Too thing was yeah, happening yeah. at that time. And so we got asked about it in the mm. interviews, like as part of like traveling down the line. And I, um, and I, I was, I, tr- I, I prayed a lot. I was like, Lord, yeah. help me, help me know how to phrase this and how to answer these questions. God, I, I don't have all the answers and, and, pers- and I'm not American. So that's America is a unique landscape in itself, mm-hmm. uh, culturally with, with everything that's going on. But I really felt like, um, I think, um, I think the way forward has to be redemptive mm-hmm. rather than, um, not necessarily inside the church, but outside of the church, there can be, um, there's almost a bit of a sense of um, like vengeance that's happening. Um, And so I think for us as women in the church, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. our job is not to um, kind of put a hand up and, and, and push away, but our, I think our job is to um, engage with grace and kindness mm-hmm. and to bring the redemptive element of the story and to help tell the redemptive narrative that can be in all of this and to talk about to talk about forgiveness, to talk about peace, to talk about grace, mm-hmm. um, and to be the people who are bringing that element of the story into our culture. Yeah. Um, talk about, um, I, I watched a video at a conference that you spoke at a couple of years ago, and you talked about something that Darlene Check always told you is to remember your life before Jesus. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. She would always say, remember your BC life. Yeah. Um, and, and I, 
love that. Um, you know, even the scripture says that brothers remember, brothers and sisters, remember mm-hmm. what you were when you were called. Not many of you were from noble birth. Mm-hmm. And it goes on and on. And I think remembering um, where where we were without Jesus mm-hmm. um, is, a, is a really important thing. Not, to, not that it hangs over our heads, but that it grounds us and that it produces and cultivates a continuous sense of gratitude and of wonder mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yeah. when i think yeah. of when i think of where i where i would be without jesus mm-hmm. when i think of my life where i don't deserve any of it i don't deserve the husband i have i don't deserve the children i have i don't deserve the life that i have like it leads me to wonder and 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 wonder is worship in a yeah. way yeah. and how do you keep that cuz You've been walking with Jesus for a long time. Yeah. I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you have to be so intentional just to keep that that freshness. That yeah. and how do you how do you do that? Because I know we talked a little bit earlier on the show that there are seasons of yeah. and they're okay. Yeah. But how, how what would you say to a woman as far as just leaning in and to to ride the waves of yes, there's mm. gonna be this season and that season, mm. but to keep that wonder and to keep that freshness of what it yeah. felt like when we first said yes. Yeah. I think I think a big key in that is to um not get too sucked into the narrative that we can often hear from the world or even from social media that that our feelings are our reality. Oh, girl. You know, that's <laughs> like... Feelings are not facts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. feelings aren't a litmus test of reality. Feelings, yes. aren't, a, feelings aren't the um, the the instrument mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. which... It, it, they're, they're, they're great and they can be great and they can be a huge blessing, but, but our lives and um, our seasons can't be... Our feelings don't get to be the captain of that. Mm. And that's why prayer and fasting and the disciplines of mm. devotion and Bible reading are really important. Um, I think about um, a scripture I've come back to often in the past couple of years is Second Kings 3. Mm. I think it is where basically um, these kings go out to battle. They're, um, they're running out of, they've been out for longer than they anticipated. The armies are running, are running out of water. So they call for a prophet to come um, and, um, the prophet says, bring me a musician, musician comes, and then the Lord speaks. And he says, make this valley full of ditches. And so they dig these ditches. Um, they spend all night filling this valley with ditches. And in mm. the morning, the Lord had filled the pools with water. So not only did they have provision to go forward, but the enemy came and to the enemy, it looked like blood. They thought there'd been a slaughter. So the enemy turned around and fled. And I think for us, for me as a songwriter, that applies to songwriting. But most importantly, for me as a follower of Jesus, like, Digging ditches, sometimes sometimes the disciplines of devotion can feel like digging ditches. Yeah. But God can't fill what we haven't dug. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So when we're digging those ditches, it makes a way for the miraculous. It makes a way for that freshness. Mm. It makes a way for the wonder to be refilled. But even if we're not feeling that in certain seasons, it doesn't necessarily mean we're doing anything wrong. Yeah. It doesn't mean that... Um, that we're not walking in the will of God. It's mm-hmm. a it's a reality of being human and living in bodies and having physiologies and hormones and 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 feelings. Not that we discount those things, but that we're not um, letting them be Lord. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Tell me about the book Anonymous. Yes. Oh, I will tell you. My copy is <sighs> arriving from Amazon on Friday. Yeah. Well, well tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I ordered um, it. That's so awesome. Yeah. So you haven't read it yet? I, I okay. just, yeah, I, okay. I ordered it last night oh, and it's awesome. arriving tomorrow. So yeah. it's a book that I wish every believer could read. And I think particularly in this awesome nation of America where I live and pay taxes and have mm-hmm. two American daughters, so mm-hmm. I'm invested here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there is a, um, there's a certain, 
there's a certain per- perception of opportunity and success, which I think can sometimes colour how we see fruit. Mm. Um, and I think that what the Lord desires from our lives is not success, it's fruitfulness, mm. and there's a difference. And um, and that idea that, um, that the things that are hidden um, and unseen are the the roots and the root system of what will be seen eventually and um, that that's where the gold is, that that's where the treasure is and that if we're looking to the external stuff to qualify or validate um, our walk with God, we're, we're kind of missing the point. Yeah. yeah, And so it's just a hugely anonymous as a book that explores that in such a beautiful way that I think people can read and it makes them think, oh, I haven't missed it. God hasn't forgotten me. Mm-hmm. This isn't, it's not me, I'm waiting for my time to shine. It's that what God is doing in this season of my life is vital and important and absolutely necessary to what the next season will bring. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. And was it, and I can't wait to read, I'm going to start it this weekend. Was it the, was it a, an additional book where you talk, you told the story about the, 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 bou- the bouquet. Yes. Was it the, in that? That was no. That was in another. So okay. Alicia Britt. I'm, I'm so. I feel. That's I don't okay. know how to say her last name. That's Alicia okay. Britt Chole. Alicia Britt Chole. Or Chloe. Chloe. Or, it's like it's like C H O L E. We'll put it in the names. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so she has another book mm-hmm. um, called. Um, I think it's forty days of decrease. I'm having a major blank mm-hmm. right That's now. That's okay. But yeah, it's um, decrease. Yeah, forty. Day, I think it's forty days of decrease. Um, but it's um, but it's basically it's a, I, I, it's designed for Lent actually. Mm. But I read it outside of Lent. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's one of the. She talks about fasting. There's a different fast you do each day. Mm. So she talks about like fasting regret. Today mm. I'm going to fast regret. Wow. Like fasting distorting the past to be what mm. you're telling yourself you need it to be. Yes. Like yeah. fa- fasting. Fasting. Um, other people's praise, fasting, all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's a really beautiful journey. But um, in one of those chapters, I can't remember which one, she talks mm-hmm. about um, taking, if, if somebody gives you a, a compliment or you mm-hmm. or someone gives you praise for something, she's like, take it as a flower and put it in your pocket. And then at the end of the day, give God the bouquet, like yeah. give God yeah. like the glory, hand the praise like back to him. And yeah. as women, sometimes we're very quick to deflect that mm. and, yeah. and to say, no, no, no. Um, so I thought that was just a, a beautiful way to receive it, but then give it back to yeah. where, where it rightfully goes. Yeah. Um, okay. Just a couple more questions. Number one, are you a dry shampoo girl? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like how many times a day would you, or how many times a week would you say you, uh, cause I'm like, listen, doing morning shows and the alarm going off at four fifteen when they invented dry shampoo, <laughs> I'm like a four or five day. Yeah. What a miracle. Yeah. I, it, it was totally a miracle. <laughs> yeah. And I actually think my hair does better. On dry shampoo, yeah. it just thickens it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit so, of body. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of body. Yeah. So you are a dry shampoo girl. I am. I probably only like once or twice a week, but then if I'm on tour every day because I get sweaty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So are you gym shorts and yoga pants like Brooke at home with the girls? Um, no, I'm like jeans and t-shirt. Jeans and t-shirt. Jeans, girl. t-shirt and Converse. Yeah, yeah. It's usually my mom uniform. Yeah. Yeah. And then we asked earlier, you're a beach girl over the mountains. Yeah, I think. I think I'm both, but I, I've, we've recently moved to Orange County from Los Angeles. Yeah. So we live near the beach now. So now I'm, I love the beach. That's great. Yeah. So do you like to cook? I do. I don't yeah. get to as much as I used to, but I do enjoy it when I get to do yeah, it for sure. Yeah, and just have the, the kids around the table. Yeah. And, and Rooney, a two-year-old particularly, she loves cooking. She, oh, loves, she, she loves helping. Okay, yep, good. She always wants to help. Good, good, so, good, good. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brooke, for Thank being you. with us. It's been so nice to get to know you. You and too. We'll Thank see you, you back here. Me in November and we'll look forward to the new record in October. Awesome.
The new Hillsong record is out now. We recorded this last September. Side note, if you've not heard King of Kings, go listen right this minute. Also, if you're interested in reading Anonymous, you can get the link in the show notes. I love the premise of this book that our unseen years does not mean that they're unimportant years. Thank you for listening to my second episode. Make sure you subscribe and I'll see you back here next week. I also don't want too much time to pass before I say thank you to Hammy and to Hitch and to Crispy and to Dave and to Bill and to Haley and to Kelly. I tell you what, doing this podcast is not a Carmen thing. It's a team thing and it wouldn't be possible without them. So I just wanted to say thank you to all those folks. We'll see you here next week.